0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Good to be here on yet another episode. And I'm excited about today's interview. As you read the title, an honest conversation with a female TikTok influencer. I want to say TikToker, but I don't know if that is. The appropriate terminology. So we'll just say female TikTok influencer. And her name is Hallie Smith. She has over 1.2 million followers on TikTok. And she gets to share her experience as someone who has a big following on social media. And what is that like when you are a female with a large social media following? How does that affect your dating life? This is one of those conversations to give you some insight into the female mind and the female experience, and I thought it'd be interesting. It's quite entertaining, and I just appreciate her being very candid with us and very honest. It's cool, I actually met her in Clubhouse, which is this new app. I haven't been on it in a while because I've been so busy with my other work here with the podcast, of course, and the YouTube channel, but I, I dabbled in it when it started to get pretty popular, which it still is, and I think it's still growing. It's that app where you can listen in, it's kind of like live, live podcasts happening at any moment and you can start a room and talk to people. It's pretty cool. But I met her there and decided to have her on the show because I wanted to hear what that experience is like for someone who has such a large following such as herself and what does it mean for dating. And also she's Gen Z. She's in her early twenties. So that kind of combines also with this idea of what her experience is like. And I'm always curious about that. I'm very interested in talking to the younger generations. Of course, I do that all the time because I do work with clients who are in their early 20s, even late teens, you know, 18, 19 years old. And it just seems to be, you know what, either way, whatever generation you're in, we all seem to have the same issues and we're going through the same experience. But anywho, I think you're really going to like today's episode. And if you are still having trouble with women, I want you to consider getting my course called Hooked. This is a course that I put out a few years ago, and I'm actually going to be redoing it soon, but don't worry, even if you get it now, you're still going to get the redo of when it's all done. And Hooked is basically a a video course where you go through it and one by one, it teaches you everything you need to know in terms of meeting women and building attraction, female psychology, getting through approach anxiety, and really just understanding the nuts and bolts of what it means to be able to date and build attraction and be an attractive guy about nine to ten hours and you go through it and you learn a ton and also there's some bonuses in there that teach you about flirting which it's funny even though it's a bonus it's very much crucial to learn that in terms of meeting women in conversation but how to hold a conversation and guys who have gotten it have really seen amazing results you can even see some of the results if you go to getherhooked.com and then you go to the order page you'll see down below that there are real testimonials from guys who have done a really good job with using the program and being able to meet women and and get the dates with the women that they want. So you should check it out too. Getherhooked.com is where you go to check out that program. That's for guys who kind of want to go at their own pace and want to take it step by step. You know, some guys don't want to step into a coaching program so fast because that is, you know, really putting the pedal to the metal. So even though it is very helpful, some guys still want to take it, like I said, slow at their own pace. And that's where the Hooked program comes in. I don't talk about it as much as I should here on the program. uh, Sometimes I just forget, but it is my core program. It is awesome and it really helps. So, If you want that video course, like I said, getterhooked.com is where to go. Link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Why don't we dive into it now? Here's my honest, candid, awesome conversation with Hallie Smith, female TikTok influencer. Here we go. What's going on, Hallie? Good to have you on the podcast.
1: Hey, Tripp. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Totally. Well, it's always fun to chat with a fellow content creator such as yourself. So I feel like we're speaking the same language, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's always refreshing when people understand the lingo and everything and the struggles.
0: Yes. How long have you been a content creator for?
1: officially where I would consider myself a content creator, I would say about a year now. I started posting on YouTube weekly. But I've been making videos for fun since I was like 10 years old. Every time I travel, I would make a a travel video. But I didn't start doing it, I'd say consistently until about a year ago.
0: Okay, wow. So let's get some stats going. So first of all, you're 23, right? Yes. That's Where are you from? What area?
1: ohio
0: oh wow i grew up okay. in sandusky oh tommy boy
1: tommy boy yes in cedar point that's what i get more often people are like wait what and i'm like cedar oh, point and no. they're like oh
0: <laughs> so tommy boy is the old that's the old reference wow that really just dated me i guess <laughs> damn okay guess
1: so.
0: okay and you have been doing content for a year and now you have how many followers on tiktok
1: I have 1.2 million followers on TikTok now. (laughs) There's a glitch today that apparently everybody's followers are at zero. So I don't know. It could have changed. no, it's all going to
0: (laughs) end. TikTok is done tomorrow. Oh gosh,
1: gosh. who knows?
0: How many do you get per day?
1: It really depends. If a video has traction, that's when you start to see spikes in followers. Uh, Recently, it's been plateauing more. But my biggest jump that I've ever physically experienced was when I woke up and checked my phone to 20,000 followers overnight. That was probably the craziest notification I've ever seen <laughs> in wow. my life.
0: What did you post to get that?
1: Uh, I don't remember specifically, but it was when I was doing uh, Siri impersonations. <laughs> that is what took my account off to begin Whoa, with.
0: Wait a minute. So you do impressions of Siri?
1: Yes. Lip syncing. So don't ask me to do the actual voice.
0: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Boring. But honestly, everybody loved it. So
0: it was uh, fun. M- imagine 20,000 people. <laughs> well, but then you probably had even more views on that one. So how many views does that have?
1: The, the I did the Siri impersonations for a while. That was you know the bulk of my content. Mm-hmm. I think the most viewed ones sitting at like 5 million.
0: That's a Siri impersonation? The 5 million one?
1: It was Siri integrated with a skit.
0: Okay, um, I think I've seen yeah. that one actually. I'm going to sell that one you might potentially. Have. <laughs> well, damn, that is crazy—a million in like a year, over a million TikTok yeah. followers, and then it you happens have, quick. What kind of stats do you have on everything else? Do you have? I'm sure you probably have a probably not as big as a following on like YouTube, and mm-hmm. Instagram, but w- w- what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so I first started pushing to convert my followers from TikTok to Instagram, especially when everybody thought TikTok was going to get banned and what really gave me traction on Instagram were reels. So I like to call myself a short form video expert because you know I, TikTok's where I got my start, but my content, I like to post wherever I can. My Starbucks series has gone viral on Snapchat, Instagram, and YouTube now, but the stats to get to, to answer your question. I'm at 14.7K on Instagram and then YouTube, I think I just hit because my YouTube's growing exponentially right now because I started doing YouTube shorts and uh, repurposing my content. So I think I'm at like 16.7 or some somewhere around there on YouTube. Okay. I'm really excited about YouTube because I that's like I said, when I first started posting long form, it was on YouTube before I blew up on TikTok.
0: Okay. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to go into all of that is just to kind of paint a picture of the idea that you're pretty big across social media platforms, especially TikTok, which is huge right now. And Mm -hmm. also just understand your experience as a female who is dating and you are (laughs) big on all these different platforms. So that's kind of what I wanted to go into and hear about your experience. So let's talk about that. So first of all, are you dating right now?
1: I would say kind of. (laughs) What does
0: that mean in Gen Z terms?
1: (laughs) Um I'm not actively searching. I'm open to it because I'm 23, you know, I I don't want to be single forever, but I'm not like really trying to get dates set up if that makes sense.
0: Okay, got it. Well, I don't think a lot of females even do that because they're the ones who usually get approached or DM'd or messaged or whatever, right? Yeah, that's true. You're not on any dating apps is what you're saying.
1: Uh no, not currently. I've I've downloaded them here and there. But I always ultimately end up deleting them after a few days. I can't I can't do it. I don't know. I just can't.
0: <laughs> what is it? Is it a fear of commitment or what?
1: No, it just, it takes a lot of time. I feel like you really just have to, you really just, if you're going on a dating app, you're either doing it for fun or you're getting on there and you're like, okay, I'm going to find a date. I want to find somebody. And so I would download it kind of in the middle of the two. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm not really having fun. I'm not. Really ready to put all this time into all, responding to people and being creative in my responses and not being boring. So then I'm like, ah, oh well, I'm just gonna. I'll meet somebody in real life. <laughs> I delete it. Okay. The cycle's repeated a few times.
0: Meet someone in real life, says the says the content creator. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Okay, so let me ask you this: If you were to go on back on the dating apps, and you could only pick one, which one would you go on?
1: I would probably use Hinge.
0: I knew you were going to say that. Why Why would you say that though? Why are you saying that? I'm trying to get into the mind of the, uh, I want to say even Gen Z or just early 20s female. Yeah. Why, why are you saying that?
1: Out of the three, I've used Bumble, Hinge, and Tinder. Hinge just seems to be, people just take it more serious. But at the same time, it's also like I said, more of a commitment because people are taking it more serious. You're not just like, oh, whatever. You're actually kind of putting effort into your profile and the people you're talking to. But yeah, it, I it, I think it's the most serious one out of yeah, the three.
0: That's a good point. Wow, I actually really never thought about it that way. The only thing I you usually hear about Hinge is it's one that people take seriously for relationships, but you didn't say that just now. You said it forces people to take it more serious, and you're right because A, you need a minimum of six pictures, and B, you have to fill out these prompts. I think on Tinder you can leave a profile blank. You can put you can put nothing on there, and maybe right. with Bumble too. I'm not really sure.
1: Which I'm pretty sure my Tinder is completely blank.
0: <laughs> that, why? Oh, I love oh, that's. I'm so happy you said that because <laughs> I've always wanted to ask a female why are you leaving it blank? Why?
1: Well. Honestly, a big part of it is that I don't like to talk about the fact, at least up front, especially on Tinder. I don't like to talk about the fact that I am a content creator.
0: But you could talk about anything else. You you know, I love dogs.
1: Yeah, that's true. true. Must love
0: dogs. You know, I don't know.
1: Something about it—it it just you don't feel like putting an effort to that. You don't have to. They don't force you to, so you just don't. At least me, I don't know. It's
0: so funny, <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is you and all the other women who don't put anything on their profiles—you lazy <laughs> women—you still will get matches, and you will still get people uh, messaging you, hundred percent, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't really work. Yeah, right something, far. something interesting that that makes me think of actually. Because I've gone to a few um, therapy sessions recently, and it, it goes off of that point. So the one and a lot of the, my issue that I talked to her about actually, ironically, is dating. The one thing we talked about, she was like, a lot of times, young women that are attractive, they struggle with stuff because they weren't forced at a young age to really develop parts of their personality because things came to them relatively easily because of their looks. So that kind of, you know, I feel like that ties in to the Tinder thing. And it it made sense to me. I mean, when I talked to her, because there are certain things that you don't have to, I guess you'd say try as hard when you're talking to people, because a lot of times people are just come after the first thing they see.
0: So you feel entitled?
1: No, I, this is what she brought up to me. And she was like, I think this is where you're struggling because you weren't forced to develop these parts of your personality.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I went to the dark end. Because um, <laughs> I think that's what guys were thinking. Like, oh, she feels entitled. She doesn't need to say anything. Yeah. But but yeah, I get what you're saying. You don't even feel the need to do that. So do you feel that about yourself that you haven't? I mean, well, first, let's, be, let's back up. Do you consider yourself mm-hmm. an attractive girl?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Have you always thought you were attractive?
1: I definitely struggled with self-confidence. People have always said like, oh, you're a good looking person. But for whatever reason, I've always struggled with comparing myself to other people mm-hmm. um, and confidence, I guess, overall. And honestly, in the past year, I've gotten a lot better with it. And I think that I was almost forced to because with content creation, you got to be confident, especially when you're getting you know negative comments and stuff like that.
0: So this is interesting. Your self-confidence then is you're saying this is built on your comparison to other female influencers, or, or not even influencers, we'll just say influencers plus any other women on social media. Is that what you're saying?
1: I wouldn't say that specifically. More so, you know, growing up, it was just in general, not, not necessarily influencers.
0: Any, any female?
1: Yeah, yeah, just anybody in general. Compare, compare, and compare, and compare in I've, in the past year it's it's been a lot of internal work that's gotten me to the point where you know i mean obviously it still comes up here and there because mm-hmm. i'm a competitive person but it's it's gotten a lot better i would say
0: why do you think that
1: because i like i said i've been forced to really kind of look inward and think you know i've been finding myself a lot in the past year you know, where I want to be going, my true interests, who I really am, what I want to be doing. Uh, because I think when we compare in despair, a lot of times it's because there's dissonance between what you're doing and what you want to be doing.
0: Ooh, that's deep. Very in- deep. We're getting deep. <laughs> I love it. No, we should. Incongruency is what that's called. You feel okay. incongruent with yourself. But Okay, but what about this? As an attractive female, you still have gotten attention from boys over the years. Is that correct? I'm, I'm kind of asking. Yeah. You. Have you gotten attention? There's like the ugly duckling syndrome. I don't know what you, know, who you, were, <laughs> when you were in high school, but where some women bloom later. Uh, but what mm-hmm. was it like for you growing up? Did you always get attention from boys?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Okay. Didn't, that didn't do anything for you?
1: In, in what regard?
0: Confidence, self-confidence, self-esteem.
1: I mean, it, it always was. It always was definitely a confidence boost. Yeah, but I don't I don't really know where that stems from, but I do know that it's it's improved and I'm happy about that. I think that the whole, you know, Tinder profile, nothing in the <laughs> nothing in the bio, yeah. that's just more of a lack of commitment to the dating app than anything.
0: Yeah. Well that's okay, so that's where we started. So to rewind a little bit or to zoom out. So your dating life pretty much non existent right now because you're not putting any effort into it. Do you ever I mean
1: I guess So I, I was, um, I actually had a recent, uh, I I really liked the guy and then he seemed like he liked me back. And then uh, all of a sudden it was no longer anything. I didn't completely get ghosted,
0: but that's kind of what it felt like. Oh, really? So how was that? Were you pissed?
1: I wanted to be, I appreciated the fact that he was straight up, but, um, it was, it was tough. I wanted to be really mad. I really wanted to be really mad. I just kind of took it as an opportunity to think and reflect on like what happened throughout the relationship. I mean, it was really short, but, um, you know, it, it was really an opportunity to just kind of think about moving forward. What do I actually want? What went wrong here? What do I not want? Uh, that happened here and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Have you ever had a one night stand or casual fling type relationships? Uh, <laughs> is that, uh, is that too personal? Do we, did we go no. too personal? <laughs>
1: I, I did talk to a guy over the summer that was, we never put a label on it, so I guess you could call it a fling.
0: Okay. But those don't interest you as much? Or would you be interested in just doing that before you decide to settle down into some sort of relationship?
1: I, I think I'm more, I'm kind of in a, an exploratory spot right now. I feel like I, I have a good idea of what I want, but it's just a matter of finding that. So I'm I'm taking dating probably more serious at this point but again like I said I'm still I, I had that recent a little bit of a heartbreak so I was just kind of like I need a break Wait, that was a right summer now.
0: that was last summer though it's no no not
1: that was that not that one oh. I'm talking about oh the- right that was
0: the flame <laughs> that was the flame one the most recent one was how long ago was that one
1: um let's see what month is it now it's May uh that was probably I think it was in March.
0: So I I have this thing that I that I help guys with. That for, do you do you know what I do? Right, you understand what I do. You you kind of look, you've looked at my Instagram and my YouTube channel. So do you understand mm-hmm. what I do? Like, I'm not trying to test you. I'm just curious. What what do you know of what I do for work?
1: Yeah, I mean, from what I my interpretation is, you you help guys coach them up on talking to girls, and you focus on shyer guys.
0: Yes, mostly. I do work with other guys who are not shy, but those are the guys that tend to seek me out the most. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with these guys, the guys who are interested in relationships, I have them do what's called the three Mm non-negotiables in more technical layman's terms. the three deal breakers or things, or but it's not even deal breakers because it can be something that you either want or don't want in a partner. So I'm just curious. I've never done this live with any woman before. So let's do it with you. What would be your three non-negotiables? So the three things, if you can only pick three for a guy that you're looking for, and I want you to be very honest, very raw. You can say anything you want here. You were not gonna be judged, well at least by me. I hope not by any <laughs> of the listeners. But I they're 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 all good guys from what I know. So and they just wanna learn about what are the real things that women are thinking what they want. So if you had mm-hmm. to pick three, what do you think they would be? And we can okay, take your time, don't question. rush. Here. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can coach you through it. I can help you through it.
1: I actually listened to an audio book that told me to do this and I wrote them in a journal, but they're not I don't have oh, to which, so which, which audiobook? To, uh it was oh, I forget I forget what it's called. I would have to look on my phone.
0: No, the, the author, like, do you know who it was?
1: I do not remember the author. Let me. I, I actually have my phone handy, so I can look real quick.
0: Okay, check it out. I'd be curious.
1: Getting the love you want. There's a few different books I've like read. That's an old it. one. That's been around for a while. There's been a few. It could have came from there. It might have been a recommendation from one of my friends who's a love coach. But I know it was somewhere.
0: <laughs> so, like, Wait, who's your friend um, that's a love coach?
1: Um, her name is Alta Felix. She she works with like trauma.
0: Oh. Okay, that's cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three non-negotiables.
1: Well, number one, you got to respect my boundaries. One of the things, you know, I've, in the past year, I've really been focusing on boundary setting. And so it's like, we are two individual people, developed people coming together to enhance each other's happiness. We're not dependent on each other because I've been through that. I've been through the dependency and it, it, I don't want it again. It doesn't work, at least for me. Um, and it always I like ends up- Damaging emotionally.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. I think two people should be individuals and come together. It's interesting. If a guy said that to me, I would say don't use that as a non-negotiable because that's a good default. That's like like so like you won't that that per, that person has to have that. Like I had a guy once, yeah, a client of mine. Actually, I think I'm working with him now. I forgot. So someone said to me that they want their they oh oh no actually remember it's the last podcast it was a it was uh someone who told me their non-negotiables and it was something along the lines of. She has to be really into me. And I was like, well, duh, right? I mean, not (laughs) not in a mean way, but like, of like, yeah, she better be into you. (laughs) Like, If she's not into you, like, no go. You know what I mean? But no, but that is a good one. That's absolutely, you should, you know what I'm hearing from that? That sounds like you just don't want someone who's needy. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that that's, yeah.
0: That sounds right. That's a
1: good way of putting it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Someone that, you know, that you just, uh, you're just on that same wavelength where you just get each other and you, you know, like, you just know that they're, that you're all about each other. So you don't have to worry about it. And you're on the same page about it, if that makes sense.
0: Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move to the next one. What's the next one?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, well, I'm going to have you coach me through this a little bit, but I'm not a fan of people who are cocky. I do. I really like a humble confidence,
0: a humble confidence. Okay. So you don't like arrogance, cockiness. Correct. If you can try, what's an example? What does that look like to you?
1: Just somebody who clearly thinks it, it's it's almost an energy. I don't I wouldn't I don't really know how to describe it. You can just feel it when you're around people. They they have kind of a oh my gosh, I'm better than everybody type of element to them. You know, that's, that's kind of what I want to avoid. And I have a pretty good gauge now on people that are like that. Usually, if your gut's telling you right off the bat that, that that's how they are, then you're probably right. And once you get to their inner circle where they maybe hide that from you, that's when you get stuck in something you're not happy
0: with. Okay. What does the humble confidence look like?
1: And again, it's it's an energy, but they're able to walk in a room and they just, they have, I don't know what the word would be like, almost a swagger, but they, they're not, like in your face about it they just know that who they are they're confident in their self and they don't have to prove it to anybody they just know
0: okay this is interesting because basically what you're saying are the things that I teach men that women are attracted to and unattracted to you just hit the two biggest <laughs> points so I always tell I always tell guys one of the most unattractive traits is neediness one of the most attractive traits is confidence. So basically, it sounds like we've hit those. Now, I'm, I'm very excited for the third.
1: Oh, geez, I'm not to have to think. Um,
0: I can maybe coach you through it. I can give you some ideas. Because still, these things yeah. are like defaults in a way. I'll have a guy who says, like, oh, she's got to be super cute. It's like, well, of course. You're not going to go for someone who's not super cute. And you, Hallie, you're not going to go for a guy who's not confident. You You'll never be attracted mm-hmm. to a guy who's not confident. It just sure. won't happen. It's just like in your nature. It's in your female nature to be attracted to that and unattracted to the yeah neediness
1: you know oh actually here's a good one i just thought of and i actually learned this from the most recent guy that i talked to and so part of the reason that i like i said with the tinder i don't want people to know straight up that i'm a content creator because i don't want them to be you know you get people that see that and they're like oh my god and they immediately like you just because they think it's cool that they're talking to you i don't want that but i do want somebody who supports my content and supports me basically my biggest fan i would want them to be my biggest fan and support after they what i'm find doing out. after yes and it's fine if they if they know beforehand right but if that's the reason they're talking to me then that's what i want to avoid right
0: okay well that first part i feel like is on you you got to figure out how to make sure that you are meeting men who don't know who you are? So it'd probably mm-hmm. not be from someone who DMs you or <laughs> or messages you wherever. You'd have to avoid that. I'm sure that leads to a next question: Would you ever date a fan?
1: A fan? <laughs> I don't.
0: Sorry, sorry Hal. It's to... <laughs> true. You have you have 1.2 million followers on TikTok. You got fans.
1: It's hard to say because, like, to me. A lot of my followers are younger, like kid aged. So when I think fan, that's what I think. So in that regard, no, obviously.
0: What if it's but, a twenty-seven-year-old um, fan?
1: A twenty-seven-year-old fan. I guess I wouldn't be opposed if if it was you know we met and it wasn't weird, <laughs> and they weren't just liking me for the fact that I'm a content creator.
0: Yeah, you know what advice I would give to a guy who went on a date with you?
1: What would you tell them?
0: Don't bring up her content at all, unless she does first.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good advice. The distinction, I would say, whether somebody's like, wow, I really love what you do, your creativity, that's that's really awesome, versus, oh my God, you have 1.2 million followers. You see the difference where one is like, yep. wow, your brain, you're creative, that's you. The other's like, oh my God, a number, that sounds cool.
0: One superficial and one is on a deeper level.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Right. So instead of focusing on the stats, focusing on who you are as a person and how you came to be the way you are and how you got to that point, what you like and your personality traits that went along with what you've created. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get into the weird stuff. Let's get into the weird stuff. <laughs> What are you getting in your DMs? What are some of the weirdest, <laughs> inappropriate, gross things you have seen from DMs? And then I want to go into even some of the more normal stuff.
1: Okay, well, I know I know you said this is an R-rated podcast, but I am a very PG-oriented person. So I'm gonna keep the the languaging around it PG. But do your best. I've definitely gotten uh, male genital pictures in my DMs, unannounced, uninvited. No thanks. delete block. Don't do that guys. don't do that. I've Nobody never, likes that.
0: I've never met a woman who hasn't received that.
1: Yeah, right it's it's something you know
0: How we many times do it. have you gotten that?
1: Uh, at least five.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. now let's take it a step uh, cleaner I guess. Mm-hmm. what what other kind of things have you gotten in your DMs?
1: The most common is just sending emoji reactions to my stories or. Or it's usually when I post selfies; those are the most common ones that generate <laughs> feedback. I guess you'd say <laughs> people sliding in my DMs. What do they say? Ah, uh, just killing it again. Go. I, I don't know. I would have to look at some specific ones. They, they range. You got, usually just you got your phone.
0: Pick it up. <laughs> you're
1: right. You're right. You want to hear some?
0: I do. <laughs> some I did this. I did this with another blast. influencer.
1: Ah, okay. And, and
0: it was so entertaining. I decided we got it. <laughs> we got to do it again. It just makes me laugh and okay. teaches a lesson Let's at the see. same time. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. always the best.
1: Um. So here's a good one. This one, I posted a picture that was a joke. I was eating an Oreo and I looked really bad in the picture. <laughs> and a guy replied, "Total smoke show." Gotta okay.
0: love that. Okay. Total smoke show when you weren't even looking good.
1: No, it, it was potentially sarcasm, but you know
0: who knows. Has anyone ever DM'd you and it worked to the point where you started a conversation with them and may, or maybe went on a date with them or you flirted back with them? Anything happened there?
1: There definitely has been, but here I just had a good example. So one thing to avoid, don't come on too strong. Like this one person, I don't even know the guy and he responds, when are we working out together? Why, why I don't know you. <laughs> uh, so don't come on too strong. You, you want to ease your way into it.
0: Okay, so that, that one didn't work.
1: That one did not work. It could potentially work. That could work if I knew you. If we would talked before, maybe we've established some sort of communication. But when that's straight out the gate, probably not going to respond.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one that's going off my content. Duncan, if you go, I accept delivery. Just an FYI. Hint, hint. LOL.
0: That's actually not that bad.
1: No, not bad. That's one that goes off my content.
0: But not enough for you to respond.
1: I, I did not respond to that. No, I, I just no. liked that one.
0: <laughs> Clever, but it didn't it didn't do justice. Which ones have done justice?
1: Whew, making me work hard here.
0: Have you ever mm-hmm. had any conversations with guys that you went on a date with from a cold DM message, social media message?
1: None recently, but what I'll say is, you know, what would work? would be or potentially work i don't want to you know give any guarantees a genuine compliment or you know even if you're just here and there maybe you're doing the emoji reactions to the story and then and then a few a few weeks later then maybe you say hey i like your content blah 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 you know working your way in it's gradual anything coming on too strong for me is an immediate like okay
0: right can't be too intense okay but none have ever, that you know for you, have gone from cold DM to now you guys are flirting and potentially meeting.
1: Hold up. I just thought of one. Let me try and find it. So this is a guy I knew of him from high school.
0: Okay, that doesn't really count, but so, still tell the story. So
1: okay, no cold DMs have worked, I guess. Okay. We'll just give that straight up answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. No completely cold ones, I would, wouldn't say. Most of the people that I, I respond to, I like to have some sort of base knowing them.
0: Have you ever been approached out when you're just like out and about?
1: About TikTok or...
0: Well, actually, that's an interesting thing too. Maybe we can come to that. Have you been recognized before from TikTok?
1: I have. Not recently, but when my account was first taking off, I did get recognized quite a bit, um, which
0: was interesting.
1: Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of you know kids, like I said. To me, it was like they thought of me as a Disney Channel celebrity. (laughs) That's kind of what it felt like.
0: Right. Okay. So have you been approached by guys? Not Uh because they knew you from TikTok. How how often does that happen?
1: Uh, I'd say anytime I'm at the bar.
0: (laughs) Okay. Ever anywhere beyond bar?
1: Occasionally. It's hard to say because I was actually in a six-year relationship, which ended a year a little over a year ago. So, most of my singleness has been COVID. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Got it. Interesting. All right. So, you've been approached at the bar. Have you gone and dated some guys that you met at the bar?
1: Yes. I actually met the guy I most recently talked to at a bar.
0: Was that pre COVID?
1: No, it was, I was in Florida. So,
0: oh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. loose. <laughs> and have you ever hooked up with a guy from meeting him at a bar that night? I have not. Thought you were going to say that. And what did what do you remember? Did did he pass your non-negotiables? Was he showing confidence without arrogance? Was he, I guess you wouldn't be able to tell if he wasn't needy in that moment, but any recollection of that interaction?
1: Yeah, that was part of the reason I think that I jumped the gun a bit cuz he met a lot of the things that I was looking for. So, you know, to me, on my side of things, I over-idealized the relationship and I thought like, "Oh my gosh, like that's somebody that like meets these standards and I got too attached too quick,"
0: which You put him on a pedestal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I did a little bit.
0: That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he passed what you were looking for, you blocked out everything else, and you really liked him
1: yeah and the one thing that's interesting and kind of made me tweak my my non-negotiables a little bit was he was I the one thing I liked was he he didn't bring up the whole any of the social media stuff, but it was almost to, to the extreme where it was like he didn't care. So that's why I kind of flipped that a little bit and said I would want them to be a fan of my content and and enjoy it and you know support me as right. I'm doing my career.
0: Did he not support you? It sounds like you're, you're painting it like he was neutral. Was he also, was he further along the spectrum there in terms of actually putting you down for it or judging you for it or anything? No, he wasn't.
1: No, he wasn't like that at all. It was just a very new, yeah, very neutral. Like just didn't even acknowledge it, which I was fine with at the time, but yeah, it, it is, it was kind of odd, but.
0: Like if I were dating an influencer, I would I would want to check in. How's your content going? Did you anything go viral lately? Like anything you're really excited about doing? I would just be naturally curious. So that's interesting how neutral he was on that.
1: Yeah, it, it was very very interesting.
0: What did this punk do for a living?
1: <laughs> uh, He's actually younger than me.
0: Oh, which I him. don't
1: normally do. Which I don't normally do. What um, did
0: what did he do? So he he didn't do anything. He was in college. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Well, now you know your non-negotiables. And hey, listen, that's what you have to do. You date to find out. I tell guys, if you don't know what your non-negotiables are because you haven't dated a lot, just come up with a few and Mm -hmm. see if they matter. Some guys come up with some and they realize, you know what, actually, that's not something that matters to me. And as you date more and you figure it out, you realize what is important and what's not important. And it looks like, Hallie, you're you're figuring that out. And you'll be figuring that out for the years to come. And you might even look Mm -hmm. back at these non-negotiables and think, actually... These are not important to me, and you find that other things are important. And I tell guys sometimes, like if you don't know what to do, you can think about potential, like religion or just values in general. uh, Anything Mm -hmm. that you're super interested in, or you can even look towards some ones that are like fit, feminine, and friendly. So Mm -hmm. that's another kind of guideline you can go by: is dating a woman who's fit, friendly, and feminine, Mm because usually that is what you're gonna end up being very attracted to and and is yeah is ultimately going to be a, a good match so
1: yeah now that you're saying all this it's getting the gears going they the person cannot be lazy they gotta love being outside being adventurous working out like you said being fit that's a big part of my life too
0: okay someone who's active who's adventurous ambitious do you want ambitious, someone who's ambitious yes. in their career or does that not matter
1: Uh, I would prefer them to be ambitious because, you know, I'm very ambitious. So for both ambitious, it would keep me accountable in a way. I don't know if I would say super ambitious, maybe not a non-negotiable, but definitely has goals and has a vision for their life and knows what they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's also a common one that women are very attracted to, which is Mm -hmm. something that I talk about on the podcast quite a bit, that that is something that women really like in a man. Ambitious, mm-hmm. goal-oriented, building a career of some sort, and going after their or, and or going after their passion that resonates with you.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Very cool. Well, this is a cool conversation. We we went deep. We talked about. This. I appreciate <laughs> how honest you were and. And I think the guys do too. You have a, an audience of a lot of men right now who will be listening to this. Is there anything <laughs> you'd like to say to them? If not, that's fine. But I just want to give you that opportunity.
1: I would just say, don't be afraid. You know, I know we talked a lot about don't come on too strong, but don't be afraid to shoot your shot if you like somebody and you do it in a way that's genuine they'll appreciate it whether they're going to respond or not. Like There was a guy a few days ago, now now I'm thinking about this, he reached out and he, he mentioned, it wasn't the same working out one, but he mentioned hanging out going and working out sometime. And I basically just told him, I appreciate you being bold and just straight up saying you're interested in, in this, but I'm actually not really looking for anything right now. So
0: as but, long as you're yeah. coming
1: off genuine and you're not like, I guess with the whole coming on too strong, it's when it comes with an expectation is when it feels off to me. But I think that, yeah, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. That'll that'll be my closing advice.
0: (laughs) I like it. It's basically what I preach here all the time. Hallie, thanks so much for coming on. I will put some of your links in the show notes so guys can follow you and check you out. I'm sure you'll get some DMs from some of the listeners. And it was just great to have you. So thanks for coming on. Awesome.
1: And, yeah. And Thank really you helpful. so much for having me. This was yeah. fun. I love, I've always, you know, I love podcasts. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Cool. Well, it was, it was great having you and easy to talk to. So thanks again.
1: Awesome. Thank you.